Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Right off the bat, we have got to talk about Bronwyn's mother. What the fuck was she wearing? What the fuck was she wearing? What the fuck was she wearing? Did you see what she was wearing? (laughs) It was crazy. And look, I'm no fashionista. What do I know about fashion? I know nothing. I know nothing. But what she was wearing was an assault on the eyes. It was very aggressive. There was a lot of jewelry work happening. I don't even know what was going on in the scene between the two of them. I don't know what they were talking about. All I could focus on was all the different accessories that Bronwyn's mom had on. I was trying to write down what she was wearing. It was like a lot of hair beating, a bedazzled sailor hat, literally a bedazzled sailor hat. She had a collar that was not attached to a shirt. She had glitter eye makeup, glittery glittery neon lipstick. I think I saw a bindi at one point. There was a bindi. Who does she think she is? Gwen Stefani in the early aughts? There was a bindi. I swear I saw Bindi. I I don't even know what I saw. I'm not even sure what what I was taking in. It was just so much going on. I there was an ego necklace. I can only assume that she got that at one of Erica Jane's garage sales. I'm certain she got most of her outfit at one of their one of Erica Jane's garage sales. An ego necklace, a medicine woman, something. There was lots of eye makeup. I mean, and then in the confessional, there was even more going on. More jewelry work. More feathers. I think there were some dream catchers on her ears. A bunch of dream catchers. I don't know how many dreams she was planning on catching, but she could have caught a lot of them with all those dream catchers that I believe I saw on the ears. It was like a lot. A lot was going on. Shoulder pads. So much happening on Bronwyn's mother, and I love to see it. I love to see it, but it was just very aggressive. I was like trying to figure out what she was wearing. No idea what they were talking about in the scene because there were so many different looks going on. So many different looks. I didn't know if I was watching an episode of My Little Pony or what was happening. Lots of colors, neons, so many things happening. I love the mom. The mom is like the Pokemon evolution of Lydia's mom. Remember Lydia from a few seasons back? I hated Lydia. But her mom, uh, Lydia's mom, was a little bit wild. And I feel like Bronwyn's mother is like the eventual Pokemon evolution of Lydia's mother. And here she is on screen. And I love seeing it. Very fun to see very enjoyable, but it's very aggressive. And a lot of things happening, a lot of accessory work going on. But I'm glad she's there. And again, what do I know about fashion? Some of that stuff might be in style. What do I know? I don't know anything. So I'm glad to see it. I'm glad we're getting more of her in in the confessional, which is fun. I think that's really fun. Anyway, we're going to get to the rest of the episode. Before we do, I have to say welcome. Labor Day is over. It was nice having a long weekend. I felt like I had a nice relaxing weekend. I watched a lot of TV. I love watching TV. Love to watch some TV. Now, I told you guys I'd been watching The Nanny, but I took a little break from The Nanny because Valerie Harper, Queen Icon Legend, she passed away last week. And I loved her so, so much. I remember watching Mary Tyler Moore as a kid on Nick at Night, and I remember loving it. So I decided to dive back in. It's all available on Hulu, so I started watching it from the beginning, and I'm so amazed at how great the writing is and 
how great the acting is, and it still holds up so, so well, and I've just been uh, enjoying that so, so much. Matt's been watching tennis. And then, oh, we also, I also started watching Succession on HBO, which I love, although it did take me a while to get into it. It took me about eight episodes before I was really hooked. And I think that's way too long. I almost gave up on it a million times. But ultimately, I'm glad I didn't because now I love it. I think it's great. And I fully got on board and addicted around episode eight. So if you're just thinking about diving into succession, just know that it's going to take a while. It's slow. It's slow at the beginning. And I do think you need to see those beginning episodes. I'm just like, eight episodes, though. I was like, come on. Now, addicted. Addicted. I love it. But just know that if you're going in, it's going to take a while. It's a slog to get through those early episodes. I kept wanting to change the channel, and those episodes are like an hour plus. Ugh, it was tough. But then when I got there, boy, did I get there. And now it's the only thing I want to talk about. It's like a Shakespearean show. It's so good. So, so good. What else? Oh, I got addicted to the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. I don't know if anyone watches the Bon Appetit YouTube channel, but (laughs) addicted to the test kitchen videos on there. I think they're great. I love a little condensed recipe video. I also love those things that are on Facebook and Instagram, those like tasty videos where they show you a whole recipe in like a minute. Love those. And I feel like I've been seeing those more and more. And I just want to say that my mother, Linda Pellegrino, has been sending me those style of videos for 10 plus years, ever since I left the house, ever since I went away to college. My mother's been sending me recipe videos uh, for recipes that I grew up with, things that I loved growing up, because I moved away from the house. And look, I came from an Italian household. My mom used to do lots of wonderful cooking. She's one of the best chefs in the world. She's not officially a chef, but she has cooked some of the greatest food of all time. And so when I went away to college, I wanted to cook and I wanted to know how to cook these family recipes. And the only way to really know is for your mom to send you some videos, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but my mom cooks without exact measurements. She just puts some salt in, it's like a handful, and it's like a, I don't know, a handful of this, a handful of that. So she started sending me these recipe videos, and I swear she should start putting them online. We need to start a social media account, because she sends me these videos. <laughs> They're wonderful. It's like, Dan, I made your favorite cheesecake. Here's, the, here's how you mix it, and this is what the consistency is supposed to look like. Here it is, Dan. My dancer likes his cheesecake. It'll be the hit of the party. Make it, it'll be the hit of the party. <laughs> I'll put one in here. You guys can hear my my mom's commentary over just like pictures of her cheesecake. And add your can of cherries. You'll have a delicious cream cheese cheesecake. I bet you it'll be the hit of the party. This is the finished product of the cheesecake. Uh, I bet you everybody will love it. Can't wait to have some. She's also just recently sent me a dumpling video as she makes these dumplings. And she just sent me the video and it's just her mixing the dumpling batter. You know what? My dancer needs his dumplings. Here's what they're supposed to look like as you're mixing. Just throw a handful of salt in, and then you put some of this in. Danny, I just wanted to show you the texture of the dough for drop dumplings. I basically, I used four eggs and a couple cups of flour and salt, and then I just add water to get it to this kind of consistency. It's like real gooey. Then I will take it by spoonfuls and drop it in boiling water. You probably remember when you were living at home, and I did this. Um, I'm making beef stew today, so I'm going to put these after they're cooked into my beef stew. So this is basically the texture. You just mix it up till it gets like this sticky texture like this. Love you. 
Isn't she the best? She's the greatest human being in the world, and I love her so much, and I'm turning into her. I'm morphing into my mother slowly but surely, and there could not be a better person to morph into. Bet you they'll love it. <laughs> uh, I bet you everybody will love it. Can't wait to have some. Ugh. I mean, my mom's been sending me these videos for years, and it's just one-minute-long videos where you just see little clips of the different ingredients you put in and then the final product, what it's supposed to look like. And God bless, because these are recipes that I would not have otherwise. So I have a whole collection of videos. I need to start a, an account or send them to that tasty. <laughs> Make my mom a star. Linda should be a star. She should have her own cooking show. What can I say? I digress. We took a little detour there. We got to talk about Orange County. I do want to say real quickly that the live shows are coming up, and I'm so excited. Very nervous, but very excited. They're coming up. The LA show is September 10th, and then New York is September 17th. There might be a couple of tickets available closer to the date, uh, I believe, if people, I don't know, cancellations and stuff like that. So I'll let you guys know if and when there are some tickets opened up. Otherwise, I'm just so excited. We're going to be talking about all these housewives. We're going to be talking about Dallas at the LA show and a little Orange County and and some other stuff. But uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get to New York. Ah, you guys, I'm excited. I'm excited. So with that said, let's get to the Real Houses of Orange County. We open with the women still in Beverly Hills. Emily brought up this train rumor. This trip is supposed to be all about Gina. Shannon even says this is supposed to be about Gina's first time in Beverly Hills, and now it's all about Kelly's sex train rumor. <laughs> that was a Valerie Cherish line, if I've ever heard one. Shannon, <laughs> didn't doesn't that sound like something Valerie Cherish would have said? Ah, uh, so great. This is supposed to be about Gina's first time in Beverly Hills, but now it's all about Kelly's sex train rumor. <laughs> and this sex train rumor is not dying you guys. And I know it's very serious. A lot of people online are talking about how serious this this is. And I keep seeing the women laugh at it. So I should be maybe taking it more seriously. But I don't, it's such a, to me, it's such a ridiculous rumor. It's such a ridiculous rumor. And Kelly was on the show last week and she even said how ridiculous it is. So it is, I don't know. I don't know. And again, I think we should all be sex positive too. So anything within consent amongst the parties is okay in my book. If that's what people want to do, that's what they want to do. Although Kelly's saying this didn't happen, which is also great too. Nothing wrong with that. So anyway, there's all this tension. And then Shannon like walks away from the table and she comes back with visors and cameras and she's she announces to the group that they're going on a double-decker tour bus. And you guys, we see these double-decker tour buses going around town all the time. They have a TMZ one. There's that. I know there's Star Tours or whatever they're called. There's so many running around town. And from what I've heard, I didn't know this to be factual, but from what I've heard, they pretty much just make up stuff. (laughs) The people that run those buses, I've heard that they just say whatever the fuck they want. Because what are we going to know? How are we going to know if they're pointing out Rihanna's house or not? We don't know. So we just take it all as fact. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. That's what I've heard. Anyway, Gina says this is one of those things you have to do when you're in Los Angeles. And Gina, I don't think it is. I, I've i never actually done one of those tour buses. I've lived here for 10 years. Or not quite that, but I've lived here for a while and I've not done one of those tours. So I don't know that's something you have to do. I think there's a lot of other wonderful things to do in LA. I don't know that that tour bus is something, but you know they're doing it regardless. They get on this bus, Shannon gets on the mic, and she's doing a lot of bits. Again, who am I to judge? I do bits every week on this podcast, but Shannon's doing a lot of bits. A lot of bits. Then they stop at the pick and whistle for a shot. They do a shot. And Tamara mentions 
that Bronwyn is friends with Lizzie and Gretchen. So Lizzie and Gretchen, who used to be on the show, she mentions Bronwyn's friends with them. And then Tamara says that Gretchen and Lizzie tried to take down her husband. And then they flash back to a couple seasons ago when we saw Gretchen and Lizzie and that friend who was in Tamara's wedding, that man, say that Eddie like had made out with a man. And I was just thinking, I don't know that this was trying to take him down. I don't know that we should equate a gay rumor with taking somebody down because, quite frankly, there's nothing wrong if Eddie did kiss a man. So I don't, look, I know there was maybe ill intent on behalf of that man and Lizzie and Gretchen, but I don't think it's okay to keep equating like they were trying to take my husband down because they said that he made out with a man. I think those should be <laughs> separate a little bit. A little bit, because it's it can be construed as a little homophobic that we're saying, oh, he was trying to take down my husband because he made out with a man. It's like, no, those aren't the same things. Although I will say that I think Lizzie and Gretchen and that other man had some ill intent. But that other man was in Tamara's wedding. Like, wasn't he one of her best friends? So I don't know. I don't know. But then Emily says that Lizzie and Gretchen were reached out to by Bronwyn. So Bronwyn said that Lizzie and Gretchen reached out to her. But Emily says she has a text message, and Bronwyn had reached out to them. So this is getting interesting. We're getting Bronwyn in here as like a little bit of a flip-flopper. And Emily had the receipts. They showed the text messages, which I love when they show the text messages. And then I wondered, like, are we going to get an appearance from Lizzie and Gretchen again? It seems like they're setting that up, because normally I would think they would not talk about Lizzie and Gretchen because they're not on the show. But it seems like they're talking about him, and I'm in. I would be into an appearance. I'd be very much here for an appearance. So then Bronwyn gets on the bus, and she just starts crying. She moves to the front of the bus. She can't take this confrontation, and that concerns me a little bit because going forward, we're going to need Bronwyn to get in the mix here. And if she can't even take Tamara very calmly saying, "Like, are you a flip flopper or whatever?" Tamara said, then I think this might not be the place for her. What I wish Bronwyn had said was, I have six fucking kids. I don't remember what I did an hour ago, let alone texting some people. That's what Bronwyn should have said. She has six fucking kids. Bronwyn should be uh, applauded for remembering anything at this point. She has six kids. She shouldn't be asked to remember anything. Not one goddamn thing. Because she has six children she's feeding and taken care of. So I think that should give her a pass on anything. Tamara should have said, hey, did you text him? She should have said, I don't fucking know. I have six kids, Tamara. What the fuck do I know who I texted or what I texted? I don't fucking know. I have six children. That's what she should have said. But instead, she cried. She went to the front of the bus. Then Emily leaves. And then all the women head home. Emily went home separately. And on the bus ride home, they're all saying that something's going on between Emily and Shane. And obviously, there's something going on. Just as they're talking about this, Shannon starts crying. Gina starts crying. This season is dark, and I'm really into it, but I know a lot of people are turned off by the darkness, but I find it so compelling. I mean, these women are on the brim. This season, I mean, they're all bursting into tears at every which way, every moment, and they're all going through these very difficult divorces, and it's very dark, but I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm compelled. So then we see Emily arrive home, and right when she arrives home, she hasn't seen Shane in 10 days. Ten days, she let him go off at study and stay at a hotel while she took care of three children. So right away, Emily arrives home, and Shane says to Emily, ready to clean up and cook? I fucking hate him. I hate him with every part of my being. The Shane, I hate him. 
I hate Shane. Get him off the TV. I hate him. Get him out of this relationship with Emily. I don't want to usually comment on people's marriages and say that somebody should leave the other person, but this is insane. This man is not okay. He's not okay, and he thinks he's being funny and cute. I got news for you, Shane. You're not being funny or cute. You need to not be saying everything that you're saying because you're a nightmare human being, and I hate you. I do not like him. And Emily's being so nice. Shane says, it's just been a week. And Emily's like, well, it's been like 10 days, and I let you go to a hotel, and I took care of the kids. Ugh. And then Emily says, well, how do you feel? You took the exam. How do you feel? And Shane says, I feel ready for dinner. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. This scene was chilling. I told you I've been rewatching Bethany Ever After, and this is a scene that could have fit right in on Bethany Ever After. There are some chilling scenes between Jason and Bethany, but let me tell you something. I don't think any of those scenes compare to this one between Shane and Emily. That monster Shane. Oh, I hate him. He's like a darker version of Jason. I wish Emily would leave him. She needs to leave him. He's awful. And then they sit at the table, and the daughter's at the table, and... She's got the Capri Sun or the bougie Capri Sun. It wasn't even like the actual Capri Sun. I drink the actual Capri Suns, but Emily had like the organic one or whatever for the kid. (laughs) She had the nice one. Anyway, there was like all this dramatic tension. And then Emily like can't open the bougie Capri Sun. And then Shane has to do it. And I was just getting chills. There was like so much dramatic tension. I mean, this was a scene that would have fit in on Succession, that HBO show. I mean, this is a scene that would fit in with the darkest of dramas on TV. It was so... Ooh, ooh. By the way, I love how all the Halloween stuff's out at all the stores now, like Target. Because I love going into a grocery store and you just hear those ghost noises when you go past like a, <laughs> a decoration. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh. Like you go into Rite Aid and you're just there to pick up some allergy pills or something. <laughs> just, every, every aisle you walk down, it's like, ooh. <laughs> All those motion-activated, like, ghosts and skeletons. Oh, I love it. It brings me a boost of serotonin. Anyway, boy, this this scene, you guys, this scene, Shane's confessional, he says he doesn't miss her. He said he didn't miss Emily while he was gone. Then he says, I don't cry myself to sleep because I miss my family. He's the worst human I've seen. I hate him. I hate him. And he's so fucking smug. Ugh, I hate him. I hate him. And Emily's a beautiful, nice gal. She's a wonderful woman. She took care of the kids. She's an attorney herself. She's a housewife. She's doing it all. She's doing it all, taking care of those children, putting food on the table for them. She's got a she's a working gal. She's working. She's doing it all. She's keeping herself put together. She looks stunning. And what's he doing? Just being an asshole. That's what he's doing, is being an asshole. In his confessional, in front of her, in front of the kids. I, that's the worst part about it. He's doing it in front of the daughter. I mean, in front of all the kids, I just oh, hated him. Hate him. And there's no excuse. The first season, I will say, I leave people like maybe a little bit of leeway when they're on their first season because they think they're getting adjusted, right? On Southern Charm, we said that about Matul. We said, you know what? It's his first season. He wasn't acting the way we wanted him to act, but I was giving him maybe a little bit, tiny bit of leeway. This is Shane's second season. We're not giving him any leeway anymore. He's just an asshole. He's shown us true colors. This is just who he is. And I'm not here for it. I do not like it. I want Emily to find someone better, or at least Shane needs to act up and stop treating her this way. Because it's quite frankly, verbally abusive a lot of the times. I mean, some of the things I think, I don't know if that's verbal abuse. I don't know if I should say that, but it's, I don't like the way that he's talking to her and then doing it in front of the kids and then just being so nasty and negative and just a horrible human being all around. 
I'm sorry to go on and on about how much I hate Shane, but I hate him. I hate him. And I don't hate a lot of people. You guys know I try to find the good in everyone on these shows. The women, I usually always find the good with. But the Shane, I don't find not one ounce of good in him. Not one little sliver of goodness. Anyway, then we cut to that scene between Bronwyn and her mom. Again, I don't really know what they talked about. She was dressed in whatever. I don't know what the fuck she was wearing. She looked like a... a, I don't know. I think I said this last week. Elisa Frank, Tra- Elisa Frank Trapper Keeper. I think that's what she looks like. She'd fit right in if you got one of those early 90s Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers. Remember those? If you put a picture of Bronwyn's mom on that Trapper Keeper, you wouldn't even blink twice. You would just think it fit right in with that Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. <laughs> Is that what they called? I think that's what they were called. Remember the Trapper Keepers? Ugh. You could put her face in it. Just put a still frame of Bronwyn's mother on that Trapper Keeper, and no one would even blink twice. Just think, oh yeah, there's the Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. <laughs> the Bindi, though, you guys. The Bindi. Was that a Bindi? Maybe I saw it wrong. I don't. I couldn't even tell if I was seeing Dreamcatchers or Bindis or what. My mind was playing tricks on me. It was just so much at the eyes at once. Anyway... Then we cut to Kelly and Dr. Brian. Kelly sees Dr. Brian three times a week and every other weekend. And she brings up the engagement. She brings up that the women in Beverly Hills mentioned something about a ring. Kelly says Dr. Brian's a perfect match, but we know in real time that she's already with somebody new. And then uh, Kelly tells Dr. Brian, though, that there's this train rumor. And it is a crazy rumor. And I, I, I don't know. I do think we should take it seriously, but I also think on some level... It's so outlandish that it is a little funny, right? Like, I think it's a little, maybe that's wrong of me. I do think it's a little funny because it seems to me so crazy and outlandish. But I understand how it could be hurtful, and I don't want you to think that I'm thinking of it lightly, but it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Then we cut to something that was also ridiculous is this hip-hop class. Tamara and Shannon and Brownman are doing a hip-hop class. Right away, I was nervous because I knew Shannon was going to come in doing some heavy bit work. She walked right in. She said, yo, yo, I'm in the house. Ack. Yo, yo, I'm in the house. Oh, you guys, when Shannon walked in and said she was in the house, I couldn't handle it. She was in an Adidas outfit with glasses and a necklace that said bitch and a hat. (sighs) (laughs) She could add that ghost noise in the episode there because when she walked in, it was like I saw a ghost. I didn't like to see it. I was scared when I saw that. I just thought, oh, Shannon, really? Are we doing this? We're really doing this, huh? Shannon's doing a lot of costume work. I know Shannon loves a costume, but I mean, every episode, do we need a costume every episode? I don't know. I don't know. Shannon in the house! <laughs> when she was on that fucking bus and she's like, we're going on a bus! Ack! <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. Remember when Ramona, Alex, and Sonia did a hip-hop class on The Real Houses in New York? That was a moment. Hashtag never forget. I love that moment. I love that moment. But these women, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. Mona me. Isn't that a saying? Mona me. Anyway, we then cut to Emily and Gina at a manicure. And look, I'm fully standing Emily. I don't know what it is. I'm sure I'll shift week to week. But at the moment, I don't know if I'm just rooting for Emily to get out of this thing with Shane because he's such an asshole. But I'm really rooting for Emily, and I hope that we all put our support behind Emily because right now she needs us. Her and Gina both need us. They're both on the brim. They need our support. So I'm fully ready to support both of them. I'm ready to support them both. And 
Emily's falling apart. She says to Gina, I'm falling apart. Falling apart. And then meanwhile, back at that hip-hop class, the Shannon and the Dos Amigos, they confront Bronwyn about this flip-flopping. And Bronwyn said she has no coping mechanisms. She always had to move when she was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Then we cut to Emily at the petting zoo with her kids. Here's the thing about a petting zoo. Even when I was a kid, I was too type A to go to a petting zoo. I had a weird flashback when I was seeing this scene of Emily with her adorable daughter, Annabelle, when they were at this petting zoo. I had this flashback. I remember going for school. We went to like some farm petting zoo thing, and I did not want to have it. I remember I went on the bus because I didn't want to go by all the animals because I was <laughs> I was scared of the germs. <laughs> I seriously had this flashback. I remember going on a school field trip, and I told the teacher I wanted to go sit on the bus because I didn't want to pet the animals because I thought I was going to get too many germs on my hands. And I think like maybe my parents had, I don't know, put that in my head or something, like not to touch stray animals. You know how parents say that? They tell you, you know, when you're a kid, not to just pet anything, right? At least my parents did. You know, they say, don't touch random animals. Because otherwise, kids, you know, you're in the backyard and all of a sudden you're petting the deck squirrel or the <laughs> or the smiley raccoon. And, you know, you're getting some sort of disease or something. So my parents, they always put it in my head not to touch the animals. So I remember going on this class field trip and I go, and the teacher was taking us into this like farm area where they had all these animals, I don't know, a pig and a, a a donkey or a sheep or something, and a horse. And I said, I'd like to go on the bus. <laughs> I don't know how old I was. I was probably eight years old or something, eight, nine, ten. I don't know. But I said, I'd like to go on the bus. And then the teacher says, why? And I said, I don't feel comfortable petting the animals. And she says, why? And I was like, it's too many germs. And so I went... <laughs> The teacher excused me, let, let me on the bus. She said I had to be on the bus because they couldn't leave me alone outside this farm. And I like really threw a fit. I said, I'm not going to pet the animals. And then I love animals too. I'm an animal lover, but I'm also a germ freak. And so I went right on that bus and I sat, <laughs> didn't have anything to do on that bus. I don't know what I did. I just sat on that bus and waited for the rest of the kids to come back. Then they all came back and the whole bus ride back, they were all talking about, oh, that goat was so fun. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why weren't you in there, Danny? And I was like, too many germs. Too many germs. <laughs> Didn't want to touch the germs. Anyway, I was too type A. Too type A for a petting zoo. But I loved seeing Emily and her daughter at the petting zoo. Annabelle, her daughter, is adorable. Would love to see more of her. Shane's mom, Perry, or Pari, was with... I hope I'm Perry. I think it's Perry, right? She was with them. And she's great. She seems much better than Shane. And Emily seems to have a wonderful relationship with her. But... You know, that does not a marriage make. Just because you get along with in-laws doesn't mean you should be with a person. And I feel like that might be something that could potentially possibly be something that Emily struggles with because she gets along so well with the in-laws. She has great kids, a great family life. But her relationship with Shane ain't great because we're seeing it. And so that must be a little bit confusing. It must be a little confusing. Do you stick in it? Do you? Of course, I think there's dips in people's marriages, right? Like, I think everyone goes through, in their relationships, ups and downs, and you have to stick through the downs so you can get to the ups. So normally I would say, you know, stand by your man, get through the dip, and then you'll get to the peak. But guess what? I don't think there's any peaks with this Shane. I don't see any peaks. I don't imagine this just being a dip in their relationship. I imagine this is the human that Shane is, and it's gotten him this far in life, 
And it's probably eye-opening to see it on TV for Emily and Shane and Perry and Annabelle and the whole crew, the whole petting zoo. (laughs) Every one of those animals. But it's probably eye-opening for them all to see it on TV because you're really seeing the behavior. So I don't feel like Shane has it in him to have peaks in the marriage. I feel like this is just the nasty, negative human being he is. And I don't imagine there being some peaks. What do I know? Maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be wrong on this, because I want the best for Emily and Annabelle, the adorable little Annabelle. Anyway, we see one of the texts from Shane that they show on screen, and I don't even know what the text said, because I was just looking at how Emily had 221 unread text messages. 221 unread text messages. Talk about my type A personality. There's no way I could handle seeing unread 221 text messages. I need every one of those to be read. I need Emily to go and read every one of those text messages. She needs to sit down. She needs to hop on a bus, leave that petting zoo, hop on the bus, and read those text messages because there are too many text messages to go unread. That was giving me anxiety. Did you see the text message on the screen? On the top left, it said 221 unread text messages. That was chilling. Almost as bone chilling as the scene with Shane earlier when he said he fucking hated her. I thought that was uh, almost worse with seeing the unread text messages. 221. Woo! Anyway, then we cut to Gina. She missed her court date. Apparently, her lawyer had filed an extension, but then it was denied. And I sort of got this because those things can be confusing, I think. Those things can be confusing. She thought she got the extension, but then they don't approve it. You know how those things are. The I just know this because I had some issues with the jury duty notice recently. And it's like confusing. They tell you one thing and then they change on you, but then you don't get the notice. So it's, I got this. I did. And then we see Emily, or I'm sorry, we see Gina. I always mix up Emily and Gina, you guys. I always do it and people DM me about it. And I don't mean to, but come on. They should switch names. <laughs> Their names don't fit. Gina should be Emily. Emily should be Gina. Anyway, so if I mix it up, sorry, I'm doing my best. Doing my best. But Gina, she's sitting on the floor talking to her parents at her new casita. And there was a vacuum behind her. And she was sitting on the floor. She wasn't sitting on a chair. I think the parents were on a chair. She was on the floor. And Gina said, my whole life is shit. She said, my whole life is shit. Now let's all just sit in that moment. And she's not wrong. Her whole life right now is shit. She was sitting on the floor, the vacuum behind her, on the floor. Talking to the parents. She's got a rough go at it lately. And I feel for her. She's got a rough go. Now, some of that is her fault, right? Some of that is her own fault. Some of these things that are coming at her. She should have been a little bit more diligent with the lawyer about the court date. But I could see how that can happen. It's tough. Luckily, she's got Shannon on her side now. So Shannon calls, and Gina's at a breaking point. It seems like every week, Gina's hit a new low, doesn't it? And. I keep thinking every single week. I'm like, that's her low. That's Gina's new low. And then the next week airs, and I'm like, nope, there's her new low. (laughs) She hit the new low again because she keeps hitting that new low. And again, I want to support Gina and I want good things for her. But she's hit rock bottom. Luckily, Shannon gives her a new lawyer. We see Shannon and Gina meet at the furniture store. And look, Gina had some very interesting hair, an interesting shirt, and an interesting purse. Her purse looked like one of my sheepskin pillows from Pottery Barn. The faux, the faux sheepskin pillows that I have from Pottery Barn. That's what Gina had made into a purse, apparently. It looked very soft. It looked like something I wanted to rest my head on. 
Then she had the hair that was like LVP's dog. Uh, what was Snooky or whatever? You know, the dog that LVP has? That's how Gina did her hair. And it was just, a, and the shirt too. I mean, Gina's whole look. But you know what? She's on the brim. So we've all been there. How many times do I leave the house in my pajamas? I do it all the time. Throw on some uh, house shirt. We just I just went to Target recently, and I get my house shirts from Target. And I like, <laughs> I, told, I told Matt, I, I was like, I need to get some new house shirts. And so what I do is I go to their graphic tees. And for my house shirt, which I'm sure some of you can relate, I like an oversized shirt. So I want something that's like, I'm literally swimming in. You know, I want it to look like a nightgown on me, a nighty. I want it to just go, <laughs> go to my knees. And I'm a tall person. I'm 6'3", so it's like it's hard to find a shirt that I swim in. But I usually go to the Target graphic tees, and I buy the softest ones, and I buy an extra, extra large. Because I want to feel thin. I want to feel skinny as a needle, in the words of uh, Queen Icon legend Britney Spears. I want to feel skinny as a needle. So I get an extra, extra large, and I just stock up on all those graphic tees. Target has a, every week you go in there, they got a new graphic tee from some random pop culture intellectual property. Which, by the way, can we talk about those for a second? You used to go into Target for one of those graphic tees, and you'd only see ones that said Star Wars or Indiana Jones or Harry Potter on them. Now they have the most obscure properties on these graphic tees. It's like stuff from the 90s. It's like an Encino Man t-shirt or <laughs> Caroline in the City. You can get like a whole table. There's a whole table of just Veronica's Closet tees. <laughs> Kirstie Alley from Veronica's Closet. Or even newer stuff is like Catherine Heigl's One for the Money. <laughs> the most obscure, bizarre graphic tees at Target now. They're not just the big franchise pictures. They ran out of those months and months ago. And now they're just putting anything on a t-shirt. Anything that was in the movie theaters or on TV, they got a t-shirt now at Target. Thank you, Joe so I just buy the softest ones and an extra, extra large. And inevitably, I end up going to the grocery store in that shirt. It's supposed to be a house shirt that I don't leave the house in. But then, inevitably, I need something at the grocery store. We live across the street from a grocery store. So, you know, I need some eggs or some butter. I don't feel like changing out of my house shirt. So I just go in a gigantic shirt that has a reptar from the Rugrats on it. And <laughs> at the grocery store... And it looks like I'm not even wearing any shorts or pants because my t-shirt goes down to my knees. And so, look, I get it. If I was being filmed for a reality show, I would look insane. So, look, Gina at least was put together a little bit in the furniture store, so we got to give her credit for that. Got to give her credit for that. Okay, we got to take a quick break here, and we'll come back and we'll finish this up. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Anyway, Gina says that last year she was going through what Shannon was going through and Shannon was very vocal about it. And Gina was jealous because she felt like she couldn't be vocal about it. And this was interesting to me. This was like, this was some pathos, right? Like this was some very interesting stuff going on. It was like, they showed a flashback of Gina last season and Gina was all like, oh, my relationship with Matt is so great. We're getting along so well. But now we know looking back that underneath it all, Gina was really fucking going through it. And she was trying to hold it together for the kids, for him, for the family, for the TV show. And she seemed like she had nothing very interesting going on, but come to find out now, she had so many things going on inside of her head, and now it's all spilling out of her. And we're seeing it spill out of her every which way. Spilling out in her personality and her tears and her, as she's being honest and open with her friends for the first time. But it's so interesting to me because I think we've all been there, right? Where we tried to act like everything was okay. And then eventually it spills out. And so this, I always say, it's not good for me to keep emotion in. That's why I think if I'm feeling something, I try to be open and honest about it. So if I'm sad, you guys have heard me cry on this podcast before. If I'm sad, I want to get it out because if I hold it in, it'll either just spill out in other areas of my life or it'll eat away at me inside. Once I came out of the closet, I remember coming out of the closet to my parents, came out and I was home for like a Thanksgiving weekend. I lived in Chicago and then I went home for Thanksgiving And right before I left, like the day before I left, I was like, I'm going to tell my parents. And I did. And then I went to Walmart right after because I wanted to buy a CD or DVD or something. (laughs) But we had like a big cry. You know, it was a big dramatic coming out to my parents. And then I went to Walmart and it started raining. And I remember getting out of the car and I was just like, had a very dramatic moment in the rain where I was like, you know, looking up and twirling, (laughs) looking up and twirling. And uh, like I was Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I know what you did last summer. I was just twirling around, looking up at the rain, and letting it wash all over me. And I remember thinking, like, I can't hold things in anymore. I have to. I'd rather be overly honest and say things and and say how I feel to people, whether or not they want to hear how I feel. Because if I hold it in, it'll eat away at me, and I don't think that's good. 
I don't think it's good. So I I think you, everyone should take Gina as a lesson. If you hold all these emotions in, eventually they're going to spill out, and that's not good. So get the emotions out as they come to you, and you'll feel good and clean. Occasionally, you know, that's easier said than done. Occasionally, we don't even realize we're holding things in, and then it spills out. Anyway, that uh, it's nice to see Shannon and Gina getting along, though. And I think this show right now is five stars. I think it's fantastic. We're seeing women be messy and survive and get through the hardest times in their lives and the low points and the high points and there's silly rumors. There's laughs. There's so much going on. And so I know there's a lot of darkness this season, but I I think it's great. Anyway, that's the episode. Next time, Emily and Gina, they're at odds. We see the cracks forming in their relationship already, don't we? It's a lot of cracks. Then we see more of Tamara's son. We see Bronwyn, her mom goes to dinner with the ladies. We see more of Shane being the worst. And then we get into Kelly's family drama, which we've all heard a little bit about. Kelly on the podcast last week alluded to this. And I think there's some very interesting stuff coming with Kelly and her family life that I'm very excited I think we're going to get to starting next week. So there's all sorts of layers to this season. I know that rumor is maybe crossing the line, as a lot of people would say. but. I think there's all these other levels. Now we're getting this family drama, and I think it's compelling TV. I do. But I understand it's not for everyone. Okay, before I let you go, I have to say that the Real Houses of Dallas premiere is tomorrow. Now, I'm going to be talking more about the premiere at the LA show on Tuesday of next week, but I will have an interview with one of the Dallas Housewives that I'll put out so you guys can listen to that. And then I'll also be talking a little bit about Orange County and some of the other uh, Bravo stuff we got to talk about at the live shows. But I just wanted to let you know that I will be talking about the Dallas premiere. So I encourage everyone to watch it, if you're, especially if you're coming to the live show. It's great, too. I saw the Dallas premiere, you guys, and it's wonderful. Fantastic. So tune in tomorrow for an interview with one of the Dallas Housewives. And please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want one of the Everything Iconic t-shirts, we have Wow Bethany Wow, Wow Craig's Dog Bethany Wow shirts available. Also, Queen Icon Legend shirts. And there's a new Valerie Cherish shirt that's up. Go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. Over there. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And at that website, you can pledge $4 or more per month. And you get access to bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month, just one a month. And more importantly, the money helps to support the show. So I'm so grateful to all of you that are over there. It really helps me make this show. And I wouldn't be able to do it without your support. So that said, let's do our little cool down. Let's do our cheesy little cool down. And let's take a breather. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Now think of something that you've been keeping in, a secret or something that you haven't told anyone. And think about it. Put it in your thoughts and breathe it out. Now I said we often hold things in that we shouldn't be holding in. Maybe you have something that's been eating away at you inside. I encourage you to tell a friend, tell a professional, tell someone this thing that's eating away at you inside. Because if you get it out of you, I promise you'll feel better. And I, as always, encourage anyone to talk to a professional. I think it's so helpful and wonderful. So if you have the means and the resources to talk to a professional, I think if you're holding anything in, it's so beneficial to 
talk to professional. So thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. Have a great day. Be kind to one another and have a great week. And I will see some of you at the live shows. I can't wait. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.